Today is a special day, so it is time to celebrate. All right. Is it coming? Uh, when, when's the gong going to go? Hang on. Oh, there we go. It is episode number 50 for Storytelling Secrets. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Yes, 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 we are back for another episode of Storytelling Secrets, and today it is going to be a little bit more special because I'm going to be showcasing the top five most downloaded podcasts that we've had here on the show. And uh, the first one I'm going to be talking about is with Laurie Lynn. She came in at the first spot and she's got the episode titled Turn Canned Copywriting into Sensational Stories. A little bit about Laurie. So she is a ghostwriter. She's edited multiple really well successful and known entrepreneurs books. Um, she is a copywriter. She has her own Facebook group called Video Marketing Unleashed. Um, and she's just an all right, all around writing gun, basically. Um, and, and this little snippet right here, it tells... It's, she has a really good point. If you're really struggling to figure out what to email to your list, um, maybe for a brick and mortar, uh, but she's got a really good little example here of how her chiropractor, how she helped a chiropractor um, get over this hump and um, make a few sales with some stories. So without further ado, here is a little snippet from Lori Lynn. And in case you're wondering, she is episode two. So, and I told him, I said, just start with me. Like I've already written my testimonial. And he's like, what you did? Where? Oh my God. Not even paying attention. (laughs) So he had in one of his emails um, or a text message that came back after an appointment and said, Hey, we want to hear your feedback. How was your visit? And I was like, Oh my gosh, you guys rocked my world. This was amazing. My daughter who was, gosh, I think she was like eight at the time. She had lost hearing in both ears. So we took her to Vanderbilt. We had her hearing tested. It had dramatically dropped, like scary dropped. And they said, you know, if it doesn't improve with these different drugs, we might have to do surgery. And I'm like, she's this little tiny person. You know, I don't, I don't want to do all that invasive stuff. So I took her to him and I said, is there anything that we can do? And he was like, yeah, we've got this protocol. Let's try this and this and this. I take her back to Vanderbilt a couple of weeks later. It's completely healed. Like she has her hearing completely restored by doing some basic things through chiropractic care. And then he says, well, you know, that's how chiropractic care got invented. Like that's how it like spread was. And then he tells me the story of the very first man who went in to get something adjusted or, you know, he was learning chiropractic anyway, his hearing got restored. And that was when he realized like, oh my gosh, it's all connected. And then that birthed the chiropractic 
So anyway, I said, if you just take my story and email that to your list and then take other people's stories and email those to your list, like you can even cheat when it comes to stories. You don't even have to make up your own stories. You could just borrow them from other people, you know, the people who are telling you exactly. what you did for them and then just spread those around, put them on social media, put them on YouTube, put them on Facebook, put them on Instagram, put, send them to your email list, tell the stories over and over and over. And those are the ways that you connect with your audience emotionally. So we, you've heard the phrase facts tell, but stories sell. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is we're emotional beings. Like we have hearts and we want you to connect with us on an emotional level because people buy for one reason and one reason only. And do you know what that reason is? We want to connect. We want to feel something after the product is done. Yeah. We, we buy because we feel like it. That's why we buy. That's it. We feel like it. So if you don't make somebody feel something, then they're not going to buy. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason for them to buy from you unless they feel like it. They feel like whatever you have is going to make their life better. It's going to relieve their pain. And our next guest, shortly, shortly behind Lori, is Stephanie Dove Black. And I'm sure many of you might know her. She runs an agency called Social Sparrow. She used to be one of the 2CX, 2CCX coaches at ClickFunnels. And funny, funny enough, if you've listened to some of my archives, um, I gave a story about the, the waffle shop in Boise, Idaho, um, when everyone was trying to get their f- photo taken. Well, Stephanie's one of those people who was like, sorry, I got to go. I'm at a waffle. Uh, <laughs> I got to go get my photos taken. Uh, but anyways, uh, went still Steph's thunder. thunder. Um, she's one of those people who do- who's really, really good at uh, Facebook ads. And this little snippet right here is how she turned around a campaign just by highlighting the st- a story instead of features and benefits. Really, really cool and interesting. And uh, enjoy the next bit. Uh three or four months ago, I dug deep. One Saturday morning, I got up and I wanted to share my why. And I wanted to tell my story in an ad in order to help people understand that I'm different from the other marketers out there who are trying to serve this niche. And I, I, I needed to them to understand my heart and to know that I'm genuine and to establish some know, like, and trust, right? So I sat down one morning and it took me about three two, two and a half hours to write the equivalent of about two or three paragraphs of a story. Cause they can't, it can't be too long, but yeah. my story is one that, you know, my, I, my, my mother actually passed away from complications of degenerative disc disease. And I, uh, eventually was uh, diagnosed with a bulging disc in my neck and started having back and neck problems. And, um, Basically, I went to a chiropractor and the chiropractor changed my life. And I kind of had this revelation of like, if my mother had had a chiropractor in her life, then it's very possible she could still be here with us today because basically Mm -hmm. she had a botched surgery. And um, from that botched surgery, she had to have a corrective surgery, which led to tons of injections and medications and then implants and morphine pumps and like all sorts of stuff that eventually led down a, a, a hill to um, ultimately where she passed away from complications. And so it was, um, a ho- it was hard. It was really ha- hard, that, that's my, but that's my story. And genuinely, whenever that chiropractor changed my life, when it was time for me to really make my mark in digital marketing, the first people I wanted to help was chiropractors. And so that story, um, now my ads before did okay. 
but this one has been shared like I think over 150 times. It has like so much social proof on it and people comment, like, and share on it all the time. And it's brought me the most wonderful clients. So it's not just the normal chiropractor who is, or, or other leads, I get other leads from it too, who, who are just like, okay, what can you do for me? It actually has turned into a different conversation whenever I have that sales conversation with them. They're like, wow, I love your story. I really resonated with this part. You know, I, I want to work with someone who really does care about chiropractic and, and they really got my heart and my vision, which changed everything about the calls that I was having with these people. And so, I mean, that is the power of story uh, for me and my business. And so if I had any advice, it would be to tap into the heart of your stories and don't be scared to be vulnerable because if you can share the hard parts um, and it's truly genuinely with integrity, a part of your journey, then mm -hmm. it's going to endear your potential clients to you more. And it's also to you just gonna touch the hearts of the people who will wanna share it with other people. That is Awesome. And really amazing. I've, I've heard of this coming up and about now where people are now using stories and getting vulnerable inside their ads and being that annoying person promising the world to you in whatever it is. So that's really fascinating. Have you explored different kinds of stories that maybe aren't so heartfelt, but have you experimented with other different stories in different niches or niches, as you say, in America? Yes. Um, so we've done a couple things on and off with um, uh, just the story of, of being able to tell other people's stories, like other clients' stories. Yeah. Uh, like I have one uh, client that they've already opened up two more practices since they started working with me. Wow. It's huge, right? Incredible. Like it's not just I blew up their first one, but they were able to open two more practices. So being able to tell that story of how they went from overwhelm and frustration and, and struggling and trying to figure out how do I get more people through the doors to, oh my gosh, I'm going to hire another chiropractor and he's going to take over this office and I'm going to start a new one over here. And my, the impact can grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Thank you, Stephanie, for that beautiful little story of, you know, how she impacted that business owner's lives by helping them open up two more practices. Amazing stuff. All right, here we got the next bit. Who is next one? Oh, drum roll. Nah, I won't do the drum roll because it's me. Yay. Uh, oh, yay. Julia made number three. All right, enough. Okay, it's because it's all about you, all about my listeners. The, the third one is was actually how to get better at telling stories even if you have no stories. And I want to give full credit for the content in this episode to um, Pete Godfrey. He taught me how to leverage your everyday life and then turn it into a story. And it's something I do regularly all the time. I do it on, if you want to check out, I do this daily on LinkedIn, basically. Um, tell a story, tone the lesson. It's got something to do with what I sell um, or for my ideal client. It is the easiest way to write emails, produce content, and people just keep telling me. It just sucks them in every time. Um, so I'm just going to give you a bit of a snippet um, of how you would actually do this, how you get better at telling stories, even if, you have, even if you have no stories. But you're still probably asking, Jules, how on earth do I create a story? I don't have these stories. Okay, Pete says this is very, very easy tip to follow. Don't follow that eight-step eight epiphany bridge script or don't follow Joseph Campbell's 40, 40 steps in his story circle. Follow tension and discovery. Okay, there's some pain, there's some drama, there's some issue at the start. You're along your journey, you discover something along the way. It's that simple. 
Okay, does that make it a little bit easier? Now I want to think, now you have the story structure in place, okay? How can you use your everyday stories? Well, I'm going to give you one for example. Okay, so the other day I walk into my gym and I notice that there are so many people on the cart equipment. Every piece of cart equipment is going. All the machines are going. The pitter patter is going everywhere. And people are sweating, working really hard. And then the same people I've noticed that have been there the last four years and they've barely changed body shape, barely. And they're working so damn hard. And then I walk in, I go to the weights area. No one's in the weights area. It's completely empty. And frankly, I know that if these people went to the weights area and started doing an intense weights workout, that would be the shortcut to getting a bit, in, get, getting a bit more fit to put it nicely. But the thing is that the masses, they're stuck on the treadmill. They're stuck in this thought, if everyone else is doing it, then it must be right. Then it must be the way to go. And they're all working hard and they're all doing the same thing. But the most obvious answer is right over there. It's the weights area. But but they're too, too caught up in what everyone else is doing to notice what really works. So this is an analogy that I picked up for my everyday life and I use in my content now whenever I want to bridge the gap between what people stop focusing on what everyone else is doing and start focusing on what everyone else is not looking and is actually effective right now. That's like a little metaphor analogy that I used in one of my emails recently. And what was that about? Well, hint, hint, I really believe that in 2020, stories are going to be the thing that make you stand apart from everyone else. Shh, don't tell anyone though. Now, you can use that sort of story structure from everyday life. I have a few crazy ones as well about birds and stuff, but whatnot. Anyways, it's irrelevant. Start thinking about little things in your everyday life and practice telling stories every day. How are you going to do that? How are you going to not waffle on? There's a little app called Clipomatic. I love it. It only lets you record for one minute and it gives you subtitles. So it gives you an excuse to post on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatnot. You don't have to post if you don't want to, I'm not forcing you to. But, you know, it's not the same as you just pulling out record on your phone. Okay, you've got that deadline, that one minute deadline. It stops you from waffling and it gets forces you to get to the point and practice you getting to the point while telling a good story in the process, okay? So that is my tip for you. Thank you, Julian. Oh, no problem, Jules. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> now, nah, but seriously, Julian, you made, guess what? You made number four. Oh, all right, and this episode is called How to Craft a Mesmerizing Story Without Writing a Word. And as as silly as that title sounds, um, I'll tell you that the little, you know, I'll reveal what that means. It basically means use my famous story interview framework and then you transcribe it. So you don't have to write a word of copy and you've got your story ready to go. But otherwise, this episode, um, it goes into my story interview framework. Um, And I've said this many, many times. It doesn't matter if I hand you a bunch of questions and you read in front of clients. It all comes down to the rapport, the relationship that you have with the person that you're talking to and interviewing, making them feel comfortable so the barriers are put down. You can really get those juicy secrets out of them 
Um, but, you know, interviewing is not really natural to people. So uh, this episode has got a few stories along the way of how I learnt um, these four critical areas, which include rapport, attention, body language, paraphrasing, and following up with why. And this episode goes into the story of how I learnt each of those little areas and um, how they're actually relevant towards that story interview framework. It makes it a lot more fun and enjoyable. So here's me. When I said pay attention, you also need to pay attention to their body language. Okay, so when I started group fitness coaching two years ago, I started PTing four years ago, but group fitness coaching two years ago, this is me. And I'd be full of energy, explain really quickly, I'd gloss over the demonstrations like, all right, so this is what we're doing. We're going to do squats over here and burpees over there and then push-ups here and then do, 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 just bang through the whole whiteboard. And what happened next? People would be asking constantly, wait, what exercise is this? People were going in different directions in the circuit. There'd be pileups on the same station. It was just, it was just chaos. <laughs> it was not good. And so what I did was I went to Toastmasters to fine tune my presentation skills. And it was there that I learned something very valuable. And that was to read the crowd and slow down. Now, what do I mean by that? So I was in the middle of the class. I used this opportunity to, to take advantage of my Toastmasters lessons. And I'd explain, I'd slow down, that was important. And then I'd look around the room and there are people who have this, oh yeah, I get this. And there are people who are like, oh, I don't get this. And so I would spot these different facial expressions. Yeah, I get it. No, no, I don't really get it. And so what I would do is I would ask these people who I would ask these people who had that really, I don't really get it. Look, Hey, John, do you, do you understand um, how many seconds we're staying on this station for? No. Okay. So, and then I'd explain it differently to them. I didn't just parrot it back to them. I'd say it differently. And that brings me to my next point, because every great interviewer, they read the language, body language and they understand how to paraphrase. Okay, And paraphrasing is powerful because it clarifies exactly what the storyteller is thinking. You don't want to leave anything up for interpretation. All right. So here is an example. I want to run you through a conversation that I had with Ruth. She was one of my clients and she was telling me her story. And I want to give you a really good sort of show, a case study, quick case study showing you how this can actually work in action, how you can take what they said in a big chunk and then paraphrase it into one or two sentences to clarify their thoughts. So let's get this. Like, you know, like when, when people don't immediately accept your book for a publication or even if it's people don't just jump to buy your course, it's all of a sudden like, maybe I'm not good enough for this or who would want to read my book or who would, you know, like, who am I to say that I have advice to give to other people? It was more like these limiting beliefs. And then for me, it was just saying like switching that around and being like, if you're having these limiting beliefs, are you, are you following the process that we set out as far as like what you're doing emotionally and mentally to make sure that you're in the right space? And she's like, well, not, particularly. And so then we kind of realize, okay, well, the reason that you're having that is because you're looking at what other people are doing, what other people are saying, comparing yourself to other people, yeah. and you're not 
practicing what you're doing. Right. So she was on the right track. She believed what you were doing, but then she went back to her old ways and stopped practicing the foundations yeah. of what your coaching program was there to help fix in the first place. Exactly. And then doing the whole comparison, uh, looking at other people, which the whole point of the, one of the big points of the program is just challenging yourself and looking into it just only at you. So did you see how I paraphrase back to Ruth here? So really simplifying what she said, asking back in a different way so she could clarify her thoughts now, why is this powerful, especially when you're telling stories to content on stage or anywhere else? No one hate, everyone hates a waffler. <laughs> everyone hates it when people waffle on and on and on. Okay. You, you kind of want, it, it is important to paint the details, but if we could just tell what she, explain what she said in that one paragraph into two sentences and then build stories upon like that. All right, fascinating little snippet there. Um, actually, kind of fun fact because um, if, you, if you've listened to me on other podcasts, I tell those exact stories um, on every other show. So if you've heard me on different podcasts telling the exact same stories, um, yeah, you know, is this, what, is this what I do to go around um, so everyone knows who Jules Dan is and what the story interview framework is? But I've never been able to uh, play that little snippet on their podcast to like show my wizardry and action. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm kind of kind of glad that you got to listen to that. Um, me in action, paraphrasing. Uh, it's not that difficult, but um, yeah, I'm glad you glad everyone got to hear it once again. All right. So for the last one, um, I'm I'm not that greedy in person. I'm not that selfish either. Um, I'm gonna dethrone myself from the number five spot. I'm gonna give it to the next person. Um, but just so you know, episode 10, deconstructing a $3 million story. Oh, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, that was the fifth most downloaded episode, but I'm going to give it to someone who got me into email copywriting, who I bought his course. He, he's really, really clever. Um, he's also an Aussie. He's not too much older than me as well. And his name is John McIntyre, also known as the autoresponder guy. And he's definitely, his podcast is called How to Adapt and Sell with Emails in the New Economy. Um, and uh, yeah, so we really jump into how do you actually sell and write during COVID-19. Um, if you're listening, maybe in two years time, you'd be like, this isn't relevant, but it's, you know, historic moment. So really enjoyed doing this top five um so this is going to be my little snippet with john um and yeah hope you enjoyed episode 50 with storytelling secrets this is my episode with john i mean i'd be looking at you know the topic on everyone's mind right now is this whole coronavirus thing right which is it's a lot you know because everything everything with copyright always starts about understanding who you're trying to write to you know, so mm-hmm. before you write a word of anything, it's better to who the hell are you talking to? What what's their problem? What what words do they use to describe it? So that's what I would do. Is I would think, all right, so we've got the coronavirus. All right, what, it's a lot of there's a lot of fear, right? A lot of people wondering about what's going to happen yep. to the economy, what's going to happen to my job, what's going to happen to my money, what's going can happen to my family. Like, what if someone gets sick? So there's a lot of this um, this fear uh, in the world right now, and so it's it's just playing. To that so you know saying someone oh you're gonna get rich or like I, I guess you could say this aspirational stuff um it's probably not gonna fly as well just because that's not where people are at people are people are you know they're, they're in a lot more fear now so they're gonna be a lot more conservative like you said so you get this aspiration versus conservation um 
that's a good way to put it. But it just goes back to, yeah, what, what, what's the average person? How are they feeling? How are they thinking right now? And they're pretty, pretty scared. So um, it's, it's right into that. So how would I do it? Um, you know, one way, if, if I was, um, you know, when I talk to clients, when I'm talking to clients now, like one of the things I'll be doing is talking about how a lot of, a lot of marketing channels and, and, and different ways we, we all use to get clients and, and get sales are going to dry up. But one of the most reliable, uh, consistent ways to generate income for any business out there is the list that they have right now, which is their database. You know, it's the emails that they have. It's all the customers that they've sold, all their prospects. Like that is is going to be, people always say like, right, the money is in the list. And never has that been more true than today, right? Mm-hmm. With this whole thing with the coronavirus. and so let's say you've got a list, then it's a case of, well, how do you, if, you know, if it really, it matters more now than ever before, because a lot of the other channels aren't going to work and people are going to be much more resistant. You know, to be really careful with what you say. Um, you really want to do it right. So you don't just want to get any copywriter. You don't even want to get any email copywriter. You know, you want to get someone who really knows what they're doing um, to make the most of the list to make the most of this asset that you have. Cause it's going to be one of the only things that works at this point in time. Yep. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good advice. Like you said, like your email list is the thing you can control and everything else is very uncertain in these times right now. Um, while we're on it, because I know you serve a lot of e-commerce companies, um, what would sort of be, how would your offer change in, in this sort of weird landscape? Because, um, you know, some people might be more reluctant to spend money and I, I know you talk a lot about in your podcast it's it's not always about giving a discount it's all about like building a relationship with that list um but yeah just curiously like what's your strategy going moving forward um i think that that like a lot of the way you know a lot of the way i sell is is very consult consultative 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 mm-hmm. whatever the word is right so so i you know i'll talk to people and, and fill them out and get you know like on the phone, um, and it, you know, find out what are they concerned about, like you know, what size is their business, what's going on with the sales, like, and then I can get a feel for, uh, you know, are they are they going to be ready? Do they want to spend money? Uh, do they want to be aggressive, or are they going to be more playing it safe? And then based on that, creating some kind of package or offer that works for them. So I don't have a standard package that I offer everyone at the moment. It does vary by client. Don't have a Corona package just yet. That I speak to. I don't have a Corona package just yet, but yeah. Um, but I would still be trying to play, you know, play into that. So I might, you know, I might take a, a lower upfront because they, you know, everyone's going to, not everyone, but I think a lot of people are going to be trying to spend less money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, may, I might take a lower upfront free and then take a higher performance percentage. I would never do a hundred percent performance just because, uh, you know, there's, there's no skin in the game for the other person. Uh, you want to get some, you want to get money from them upfront all the, like every single time and then get a, well, I would say get a performance thing on the back um so yeah so right now i'd be probably skewing towards taking a lower upfront fee in exchange and, and then just take a performance royalty uh and then that you know that way there's there's much less risk for the person coming on i think those deals are going to be pretty popular um but yeah a big part of it is it's going to be you know at least the way i do it um is is it's going to be talking to people and you know what do they want what do they need how can how can you know i create something that, that's going to give them exactly what they want and it's also going to give me what i want as well Fabulous, fabulous wisdom there, young John. (laughs) Now, anyway, uh, if you want to catch John's episode, he's 36. Um, 
And like all my episodes, I do not label what na- what number they are because it's, you know it's you're wasting valuable um, real estate in that when someone's slipping through the phone. That's just my opinion. But anyways, um, to all my guests today, we've got Laurie Lynn, Stephanie Dove Blake, myself, and John McIntyre. Congratulations, you made uh, the top five downloads for the first fifty episodes of Storytelling Secrets. Who's going to take the cake? Before, when we hit number 100, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've got some really good guests coming up. Um, I've got plenty more stories myself to share. And, of course, I can't thank you enough for joining me along this journey on Storytelling Secrets. And I've got 49% of my listeners in the States and about 11% of you in, in Australia. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm going to see you for Thursday's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to leave everyone's podcast uh, number so you can just go through the archives and have a listen for yourself. Otherwise, thanks again. I'm going to see you Thursday. Don't forget to sign in for the members area. Oh, oh, so good, guys. I have cleaned up <laughs> the ugly looking landing page. It looks much, much better. Um, it won't make you feel like it's a spam page when you land on it, but... Yeah, so JulesDan.com, how to write, how to sell, how to market a story, all the members area, it's going to be there. I've cleaned it up. Enjoy the podcast and see you Thursday.